Welcome to the Catholic School Music Educators Podcast. We all know there are many wonderful things about teaching music in Catholic schools, but that there are also very specific challenges to teaching music in Catholic schools. We are going to discuss all of those, plus faith, music, and more. Welcome to this space. As concert season winds down and Christmas ramps up and we start looking forward to Christmas break, I wanted to talk about something that has made my life a little bit easier this year. For music teachers, there is always the search and the quest good work-life balance. And that is something that is really hard to achieve. In my early years, when I was single, and teaching and just getting started, I would stay at school and be at school until seven, eight o'clock at night. I'd bring work home. The first year I was teaching, I was at teaching at three different schools. I got hired one week before the school year started. Monday and Tuesday evenings I spent getting ready for Wednesday. Wednesday night I spent scrambling getting ready for Thursday. Thursday I got ready for Friday and then the weekend I got ready for tried to get ready for the weekend I usually only got through Monday Tuesday and possibly Wednesday and then the next week it started all over again um so you know that that obviously there was very poor work-life balance and then I met my husband and we got married and my work-life balance got a little bit better he has been very good, always very good about supporting me in my career, but he also uh, insists on, very gently, of course, insists on having some work-life balance and not bringing a lot of home, and that the home is the place for the home, so I need to get things done when I'm at school, and sometimes it means I stay later than usual. Um, Some days I stay later, some days I don't. Depends on what's going on. Um, And then, of course, then we have had kids and I have a seven-year-old daughter and a two-year-old son and with that comes additional responsibility at home and I can't take work home not if I want to get any sleep at all um so I have to get things done at, at school but sometimes some nights that means I'm not leaving immediately and I can't be thinking about what I need to be making for dinner when I'm on my way home it just If I do that, dinner goes on late, everybody's late to bed, and homework doesn't get done and all of that. I'm very lucky lucky to have a good village um, in in my sister and my mom. Um, So I get a lot of support that way. My daughter gets a lot of support that way and that they pick her up from school and get homework mostly done before I get home. Um, But it really helps me to know what's going to be for dinner before I get home Um, and to know that I have all of the supplies I need to make that happen. If I have to stop at the grocery store on my way home and scramble for dinner, I, it's not ready. It's not going to be ready to get it on the table right away. Um, I am the only one in my family who cooks. Um, If I leave a frozen pizza or frozen dinners, or leftovers to warm up. My husband can prepare dinner and sometimes does, but it's really, really not his favorite thing. So for the most part, I cook, he cleans. 
as far as cleaning up the kitchen in the evening, which is fine. That works well, really well for me. I'd much rather cook than wash dishes. He'd much rather wash dishes than cook, so it works well for us. Um, I don't want this to sound like I'm getting the raw end of the deal. I'm not. But I used to spend an hour or two every weekend looking at our calendar, planning meals for the next week, laying it out, looking up recipes, writing down the ingredients, putting together a shopping list, and going shopping. And that just doesn't work anymore. Um, one of the silver linings, in my opinion, of COVID has been uh, the increase in pickup, grocery pickups, um, and making that available and work so much better for everybody. So I love grocery pickup. That's one thing that I did that has helped clear up some space on my plate uh, for other things. The other thing that I've done, and I just started this fall, and I am loving it, and I'm planning on spending some time on Christmas break expanding it. I created a two-week rotating list of meals. I asked my husband and my daughter what five of their favorite meals that I make. And they gave, you know, I went through like, this is, this is everything that I make on a regular basis. What are your favorites? Um, and then I took those favorites and I put them and a few others that I knew were fairly popular or easy to make into a list, into a spreadsheet. Uh, week one, week two. So week one, Monday is turkey and gravy sandwiches. Tuesday is tacos. Wednesday is, um, I don't even remember, but every, every day has its own meal. And then week two, I call Girl Scout weeks because my daughter has Girl Scouts on Wednesdays. <clears throat> and the easiest thing for me to do on those days is a crock pot meal that can be ready when we walk in the door after Girl Scouts. So on Wednesdays of Girl Scout weeks, it's chicken and dumplings in a crock pot. Um, so I have these rotating lists. Now, that's not the only thing that has that made it work, though. I also then looked at all of the recipes and I wrote down in a spreadsheet everything I needed to make every one of those recipes. Then I sorted them into columns. Things I probably already have, salt, pepper, certain spices. I probably have um, sugar, you know, whatever I need for those recipes. Things that I probably have, check my stock on them, make sure I haven't run out of cinnamon, for example. Um, but probably not going to need to shop for. Then another list of things that I usually keep extra of in the house, like cream of chicken soup, or um, I can't think of another example right off the top of my head, but things that I usually have, frozen carrots in the freezer, those sorts of things, but that I should double check and make sure, definitely should double check and make sure that I have. Then the next column is the ingredients I probably need to shop for, okay? Um, that's the, the fresh fruits and vegetables, the perishables, the things that are, that are probably not in either the pantry or the freezer. Definitely need to shop for. Um, then I have one more column that is things that I shop for every week. Things for breakfast, for lunch, for snacks. Um, and I can, I'm kind of continually adding to that list things like, oh yeah, I need to remember to check, see what I need to do. So I've got these spreadsheets for the week already out. So now on the weekends, all I need to do is go, is this week one or week two, print off the shopping list, cross off 
anything we already have. I don't have to look up recipes. I don't have to try to remember what I need. I just look at the list, cross off anything we've already got. What's left is my grocery list. At that point, then I put in my pickup orders. If I have time to pick them up on the weekend, great. If I have to pick the, schedule them to pick them up on my way home on Monday, I can do that. A pickup quick on my way home on Monday works just fine. Um, sometimes my husband can also go do a pickup. One of the grocery stores is on his way home. If I schedule it for him to pick up, works out great. Um, so it's fabulous. And I am planning, I'm starting to get a little tired now. We've been doing this in September. I'm starting to get a little tired of these meals constantly. Nobody else has complained. This is just me. I like variety. Um, so I'm hoping over Christmas break here to put together two more weeks. So then I'll have a four week rotating schedule of meals for the rest of the school year. Um, and then if, if that's still not enough for me over the summer, I can put together a couple more rotations. Uh, and I'm, I'm really excited about it. Some of the things like when I make meatloaf, I make, you make a whole bunch on one weekend. I make a whole bunch and I stick them in the freezer and then the meatloaf is already made. All I have to remember to do is pull it out of the freezer the day before so that it has a chance to thaw and it can go in the oven because that one takes the full hour and 15 minutes that I'm home before I want dinner on the table to be ready to go. I have always loved freezing meals as an option. Um, a number of years ago, my sister gave me the greatest anniversary gift, which was something like 14 freezer meals that we could just pull out of the freezer. They'd be ready to go, stick them in the oven when I get home. And then I've got an hour to do something else. Then a couple of years after that, once those were all used and gone, um, she and my mom and I got together one weekend and we made freezer meal after freezer meal after freezer meal for the whole weekend. We cooked freezer meals. We made egg bakes and lasagnas and meatloafs and roasts and it was awesome it was great they, my freezer was stocked and i had one freezer meal a week for almost the entire school year um, which was fabulous then um, while i was pregnant with my second it was the, co the summer of covid and so i had a little more time on my hands than i normally do not a lot um but we weren't out running around doing a whole bunch of things. So I took some time um, and made all summer long, I made one freezer meal each week. I made like two or three batches of the same meal. Uh, I actually made four batches of the same meal. One was for dinner that night. And then the other three went in the freezer um, for after my son was born. Um, but those are all, those are all long gone. Um, and so I've, I've always loved freezer meals. I like the convenience of having things in the freezer when I get home. However, as much as I love freezer meals, I am really liking this system even better because this is completely sustainable. I don't have to have an open weekend to prepare a whole bunch of freezer meals in order to make it work, in order to make it happen again when I'm all out. This is something that simplifies the planning, the, the shopping, and the cooking as much as possible. I will probably still have some meals in the freezer. Uh, just this weekend, I made a meal for a meal train uh, for one of uh, my fellow teachers who just had a baby, and uh, my daughter and I worked on it together 
and we made two. We made one for them and one went in our freezer and I know it's there. Um, I'm resisting the temptation to use it right away since it's concert season, but um, it'll be there for hopefully, you know, one of those crazy weeks in the new year and it's just ready to go for a night when I don't want to or can't follow the meal plan for whatever reason. One complication I've come up with in this meal plan is what do I do if I don't use a meal that week? And there are perishable things uh, that for that meal that are going to go bad before the next meal rolls around. Well, if it's a situation where I can freeze those items and save them for the next round of, of meals, great, I'll do that. If not, I just take a post-it note and I stick it to the meal plan for the next week and say, you know, and when I'm grocery shopping, I cross off all of the ingredients for one of the days. You know, like I don't buy whatever I need for Monday's meal or Tuesday's meal. I cross them all off and I just write on the post-it note, Monday, use this meal instead. And I try to do it early in the week so it's not really like it's two weeks back to back of the same meal. Um, if I can get a couple extra weeks in the rotation, that'll help solve that, you know, well, we just had this last week problem. Um, but that way things get used and not wasted. I don't want that. So we do wind up with some flexibility. There is flexibility in, in the system and you can make it work however works for you. But it's one of those things that I have found has really, I mean, I, I wouldn't call my life simple, but it has simplified one aspect of my life this fall. Um, and so if that's something that sounds like it would work for you or help you, I wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up on it before Christmas break so you could make plans for it during break and see if that can maybe help get us through January, February, March, because that is a tough time period. So I hope your Christmas concert season has been wonderfully successful. I hope that you have a very blessed Christmas and a wonderful start to the new year. I don't know for sure if I am going to post any new episodes over Christmas break. We shall see. Um, this could be the last one before the new year, or maybe we'll all be surprised and I'll have something to add next week or the week after. Um, but I hope you have a wonderful break and the, all the relaxation that you need and deserve to be ready to jump back into school at the beginning of the year. Thank you so much for being here. Merry Christmas. As always, any feedback, ratings, reviews, or shares you're able to give us, the more this podcast will grow. The more people this reaches, the more ideas we will be able to compile and share, the better we will be able to support each other. So please continue to like, comment, and share. May God bless you in all of your works. Thank you for being here. One final note right before Christmas, I've had such a jump in listenership over the last couple of weeks. It is so exciting for me to see I'm watching, you know, the audience grow and see where in the United States and all over the world that it's coming from. It's very exciting to me. I would love to continue to grow this podcast and utilize it. Um, my equipment is nothing more than my phone at the moment. 
if you would like to see this podcast continue and see it expand and possibly be able to spend more time on it, um, I would really love your support. There is a link for listener support in the description of this podcast now. So if at any point you are able to and willing to uh, throw a little help my way, we'll go back into making this podcast bigger, better, and reach more people. So thank you so much. Have a wonderful, very Merry Christmas.